What's happening? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Wednesday? Today is the 25th. My goodness, it's the 25th. What's happening out there? January 25th, 2023. How are you doing on this Wednesday? Happy home day. On today's show, like we do every Wednesday, Roundtable Wednesday. And today we have uh, Ryan Elliott on. Good friend of mine. Good friend for a lot of years. He is, uh, he's, he's been very knowledgeable in the sports betting industry for quite some time. He bets other obscure sports like I do. He's a big lacrosse guy. And uh, it's just fun to pick his brain about certain things. So we talk about everything today from the industry to certain sports to the NFL playoffs. And we'll play that back on today's show. Special thanks to BetterEdge.com. BetterEdge allows everyone out there to bet VIG free. Get rid of the minus 110. Bet essentially risk-free. You don't, long-term, you're not expected to lose anything or really win anything, but lose anything with Better Edge. How many sports books can you say that with? The reason is Better Edge gets rid of the VIG, gets, gets rid of the minus 110. So start making more when you win, start losing less when you lose with Better Edge. Online, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Put in promo code SBD when you sign up for a free 20 bucks upon sign up. All right, let's get to it. Let's play back the talk ahead with Ryan Elliott, go to discussion on sports betting, and we'll come back and wrap things up here in a little bit. How's sports betting been going for you? How you been doing? How you have, how's the, the bankroll? Last year was, was brutal, man. It was a, was it? It was an awakening. Uh, you know, I had like my good spots and then tried to get cute and basketball and stuff. Right. And just, so when you say trying the bank you, mean like, you mean like like bet bet things you're not used to betting like outside yeah exactly your right like I had like you know a couple so my football been really great been been awesome been using and you do the Canadian football too you do a I bunch do the of Canadian, Canadian football yeah mess around with those boys up north you know <laughs> oh the little I work I work with the guys I work with some guys it, up north so isn't it is it is it isn't Canadian football mostly like college players anyway so it's the same process it's just yeah well they that's so the, the CFL they implemented a rule where you have to have I think it's like seven um, native players. Like starting. No way. Yeah. So really? so that way so that way they don't get just ex college athletes coming in. Right. Or like NFL, over. like close mm-hmm. NFL players. Exactly. Wow, yeah. That's something so else. That rule. Okay. Mm-hmm. CFL. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. CFL. Uh, football's great. Um, yeah, just just did some things that outside of what I would normally do and hurt myself, but learned a lot from it. So um, Look, that, yeah. that, that's part of it, the learning process. Yeah. As long right. as you can learn and not make those mistakes again, like that's that's the key is don't repeat those things. You know, at least whatever exactly. you did, whether it's right. cute, like you said, or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what, what I do, my problem is, honestly, my problem is like when I drink and bet, I throw <laughs> off my whole bankroll. Drinking yes. and betting to me is not a good thing. You. There, there needs to be a button when you start drinking. You press the button; it locks all your accounts, and you can't bet. <laughs> right? That needs to exist. Because it does. Yeah. I, I work so hard to to create all this, like you know, the, the, this great. Uh, 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 What's the word I'm looking for? Um, exposure, right? So your exposure mm-hmm. on every game, it's exactly what you want. And mm-hmm. it's like, why did I just work, you know, the last week on this? And I just get drunk yeah. one Friday night and ruin everything. 
It's all out the window because I'm making bets and it's Ain't just like, you truth, know, yeah. I don't know. So that's, yeah. it, if, if I learn one thing from 2022, it's that I think I'm going to yeah. be better about that. Right. Because, because look, there's, there's an excuse that young people use when you get hammered that you can do stuff as hammered as I will ever get. I won't do certain things. There's nothing that you can make me do when I'm as hammered as I am. Right. We mm-hmm. we're both, we're both, you're, you're married. I'm about to get married. I can't think of a scenario. We're both in like good relationships, right? You love yeah. your wife. I love my fiance. I can't think of ever being drunk enough to be like, you know what? This is a good idea. Right. So, so what I'm getting towards is I think with my betting, I'm getting to a point where it's like, no matter how drunk I get, I'm getting to a point where it's like, you know what? I'm not making that bet. Fuck that. I know I'm drunk yeah. right now. So I think I'm getting actually better at that because of losses. Because yes. of those times where it's stung so bad, right? And mm-hmm. that's the learning process. It's yeah. you don't get there unless you lose $3,700 one night on a Charlotte Hornets game. And you don't even bet the Charlotte. You don't even bet basketball. And it's, you're just going to the money. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's exactly so, it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So things happen exactly sometimes. It. And uh, yeah, yeah. This isn't on video, but you can, you can see me right now. I lost my cool a little bit right there. But uh, look, it's an up and down game. It's an up and down game. But yeah. so um, I got a couple of things I want to talk to you about. But and uh, right now, I just want to talk about how is your like, do you use a system to bet? Do you use a because most people I talk to because, you know, the people I uh, talk to who do this are either people I met in class doing this who use like a complex system or people who don't use a ton of stuff that's proprietary, but they use like a collection of online information that they either pay for or find. So what do you Mm -hmm. use when you, when you handicap, like what's your approach? What's your average approach? Yeah, I, I do. I collect um, different data points from, you know, various sites and, and kind of implement it all together as, as base points. Right. So each, each different data set might give me, um, you know, a different projection on the game and I'm able to kind of use a collective, uh, approach that way. And, and then I will come up, I, I don't, you know, I'll come up with my own line based off of that. Right. And, and make my own projection on, on a game. Um, and then I can compare it to, uh, to the, to the actual line and, and see where I'm at in, in terms of the market and, and kind of go off of that. So that's something that, I mean, I think a lot of people do use is the collection of information and getting everything mm-hmm. together. And then and I think that can be powerful because it's the idea of the collective is better than the individual, right? The whole is better than the sum of its parts. But at some point, you have to be careful because if you incorporate bad info in there, which there's a lot of bad info, you can get screwed. So, I mean, how do you go about determining what's good, what's bad, you know, I mean, do, is it a radar that goes up? Do you use everything? Like, what do you do? Um, yeah, it's well. So what I'm doing do is you take do you, do you take advice from other people? Like, like what, no, like, yeah, like how yeah. You? I that's that's all noise, right? Like, you could jump on on Twitter and and find you know any information that you're looking for um, to kind of fit the narrative that you want, right? And and deem it as good information. But I, I that's just all noise to me. I try not to listen to to you know other people saying that sometimes you know if you if you find the right people though they can have some good advice and and kind of gear you shift your mindset a little bit but 
I'm not like taking their information and being like, oh yeah, perfect. Let's go, let's go make that bet. Um, but you can use that information kind of, um, implement it into your handicap that way. But mostly what I'm doing is, um, you know, for NFL, let's say I've got a, I've got my data on, on drive level stat. So I, I can look at just the drive level and then compare it to, um, you know, like a DVOA kind of, um, set. Okay. How do, how do those compare? Um, does it make sense? And, and just kind of analyze the data that way. All right. Um, do you watch VSIN ever? Like the Vegas Sports Information Network? I'll I'll catch have, like. Have clip. you heard of them? Yeah, have yeah, you heard of yeah. Them? Okay. Mm-hmm. Gil Alexander's like. I wanted to see one what of the guys about that him. I know. I haven't. You and I have been friends for a while. I've known you for a, a long time. I haven't talked to a lot of people about this because I'm not. I'm not a hater, right? I don't, I'm not here to. Whenever I rip on people on this podcast, it's not because like I'm looking to pick a fight it's because I'm being honest with the audience and the audience is growing. I love it. Share, you know, that's the one thing the audience can do to help is just share with your friends, give us a good rating, things like that. But I feel like if I'm being honest, sometimes you're going to be harsh and I'm not doing it to be a skip Bayless, you know, or be a hater, anything like that. But VEASAN is becoming one of those outlets where I'm just like, these guys are not sharp and they tag themselves as this sharp network. Yeah. But a couple things, two two reasons why I mainly said that. One, well, the best reasons to boil down for this podcast. One, last year, they got an interview with Billy Walters. And did you see this interview before the school? Mm-hmm. What did you think of the interview? Very, very interesting, right? Like, um, who, who do you know who conducted the interview? Was it? Was it Gil? It was Brett Musker, uh, Brett Musburger, and uh, oh, right. Jimmy Vicaro, I believe, one of the old school okay. bookmakers. I, it may not have been Jimmy Vicaro. I think it was though. But either way, I think it was Musburger and Vicaro, and they were talking to Billy Walters. I mean, those are three. Look, I'm not looking to rip on those guys. Those are three yeah. icons. Like, yeah. I love all. But my point is with Vsin, they tag themselves as this amazing sharp network. But really, if you like watch what's going on, it's a lot of square information they're putting out there. But it's disguised as sharps, and I think it's a lot of old school information. A lot of old school bulldogs who who, who repeat the same thing. Oh, well, you hear the same keywords over and over. But if you go watch a replay, which you should, I think everyone listening right now should go watch the replay of Billy Walters' interview with Vsin last year. Go watch it. It's an it's a great interview. You get some great information from Billy Walters. But while you're watching it, look at the bottom line. Look at the right hand side of the of the uh, of the column where they're doing the Veasan bets, like the employee bets. They're all overs. They're all player prop overs. They're all, you know, favorites. It's like, and, and you go back and tally it up. Not only did they do bad, which I don't want to blame them for doing poor or doing well because results don't matter. What matters is they're all taking overs, over, 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 over. And I'm going, these are all square bets. This Veasan, and, and the other reason is. DraftKings has <laughs> now started featuring VSIN articles on their homepage. And yeah. we both know, Ryan, in a million years, one of the, a probably square is not going to advertise. Yeah, yeah, one of the squares books. They're not going <laughs> to advertise these articles if they have winning information. So for those reasons, I'm like, look, VSIN is quickly becoming the square hub. What do you think of VSIN? And I'm, I'm not looking for you to take them down. I, I just want you to be honest. No, I, I agree. Like, if you what seven years ago look at them they're like oh yeah this is a 
you know, sharp, good information, like just good advice on, on things. And then now since, since their growth, since sports betting legalization, it's just another, it's another media outlet that's um, just very broad and square betting information. And yeah, you make a great point with their DraftKings connections and DraftKings goes out there and they give their, their splits on the games. It just, none of that means anything. They're giving these splits. Well, me, they don't tell you what number it's at. They don't tell you what price it's at. That stuff's important. How much, you know, uh, the limit was and stuff. Obviously with DraftKings, and to me, it's not it's very such high. Dry, so. it, it, it's such dry and tired information. And today we win with other stuff, advanced analytics, math. They're repeating the same stuff that won in the nineties. That's my, a, a lot of my stuff too. It's a lot of these, these old school uh, handicappers. You know, you, mm-hmm. you've even increased the way you do things based on not having a core, a, a core system and using analytics. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. different. Yeah. No. By the way, do, uh, do you want access to, my, to one of my uh, – have I given you my Pythagorean system? I've shared it with even a couple I have not seen that. That'd I'll give cool. it to you, man. After this, yeah. if you got two minutes, yeah. I'll give it to you. It's a new little okay. system to use. And it's one approach. Like you said, it's it's a different approach. Um a way to give you a new number, but I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you. It'll help you a lot, yeah. a lot yeah, with uh, sure. sports. Um, so uh, let's move on to Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders went to Colorado, and it seems to be a very polarizing topic in the sports betting community. How good is CU going to be? Most of the national handicappers are saying no more than three wins. Three and a half, C over under. We're taking the under. Where do you land on the impact of a coach like Deion Sanders going to a school as bad as Colorado has been for the last uh, decade. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if we have enough information on on how good of a coach he actually is, but you can already see the impact with just getting those top recruits, right? That's that's massive in in a, in college football to just get the top guys. When once you can get that, if he has a good system in place or gets the right assistant coaches to bring in a good system that fits for these top recruits, then you might see some some. Uh, some progress there but yeah Colorado's just been down the last few years playing in the in the Pac-12 and um it's definitely brought some excitement to the program um and but do you I'm think he'll win do you think like, like, I don't think he'll look win at the over, okay so so over under three and a half what are you taking right now minus 110 three and a half I think I would have to go over I, that's if I mean. So so, at what it, number would you go up, under? Op- four and a half. It, o- it opened, I believe, around five, five and a half. It's been <laughs> that, it's been already bet down. Kevin. Yeah. Okay. So here's yeah. my thing with Colorado. It's all about in college football the players. Okay, so that's like ninety. No, that's like sixty-five percent. Uh, I was going to say ninety. Hold on. It's sixty-five percent of can you succeed is the players. Then it's about offensive coordinator. Can you direct them to put a good offense, you know, out there? Same thing with DC. It all comes together with the the rest of the program, the attitude, what happens on a day-to-day basis. But it doesn't take a lot to change a program like it did in the old days, right? It's a lot quicker these days than it did in the old days. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I okay. Tulane, so, so, right? So, so, so uh, exactly. Two lanes in yeah. Kansas. So, mm-hmm. so, so let's follow that logic. If it's easier now than it was before, what did we used to say in the nineties and two thousands? We used to say, give them four years because four yeah. years, you build a class yeah. four years. Well, by definition, if things have accelerated and it used to take four years, 
Maybe now it can, it can take two years. You start yeah. developing, you start building, and you said how good of a coach is Dion? That's going to answer a lot of questions. But Ryan, I think that people are applying old school, and I don't want to over dramatize the old school thing because there is a lot of value to history and and looking at what's happened, right? So so let's not go that direction, but. I think this is a different situation for a couple reasons. One, Deion Sanders is unlike a lot of other head coaches. For the fact that it's Deion, he makes things happen. But for the, for the other real intrinsic reason, and I want your comment on this, of going into the living room of people who are 17, 18 years old, because think about how old their parents are. Their parents were the ones watching Dion, so the dad's sitting there, right, yeah. going, right, and he's saying everything the, the right to mom. That's how he's flipping these guys. Colorado's going to have the talent of a very good school soon. The question is, mm-hmm. can they put it together? In my opinion, so I know you're, I know you're hesitant, but what would you put the over under this season? And then think about it for next season. I want before we move on from Colorado, I want your over under for next season as well. Okay, it's a very difficult question. I, I thought four and a half was a, a pretty fair number. I thought four and a half was a fair number. Obviously, obviously and, minus one ten. Yeah, minus one ten, and um, you know, Pac twelve. It's all it's it's Oregon, USC, it, Utah, Washington was in there for a little bit. Outside of that, lot of lot of variance um, throughout and the remember, league. USC, UCLA leaving after this year. So for next oh, year's over under, good point. Yeah, yeah. So for next year's um, over under, yeah. So with that, I mean, they're going to continue to get talent. I By would, the way, I would I'm not holding it. you to this. We're not making a bet here. We're not <laughs> making a bet here. I just want, yeah, <laughs> I'm not holding you to it. I, I think they're bowling next year. I think they're bowling next year. I would even, I would set it, ooh, six and a half. Okay. Now Minus let's bump it up. Let, let's bump it up one game for next year to seven and okay. a half. Okay. We'll take the under there. Because now no I want to make a bet. No USC. Yeah. Well, you take the under seven and a half. Because now I want to make a bet. Mm, I would take the under. Now let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it yeah. for lunch at uh, what do you say? Olive Garden, the OG. OG Olive Garden. I, I know you're an <laughs> Outback guy. I like Outback. Let's go out back. The OB. He just said it's a few letters away. The OB. Yeah. Okay. All right. L- lunch Under and out back. And a half. Yeah, it's a bet to be fulfilled uh, in the future. All right. Don't get me um, wrong. You, you mentioned you mentioned the parents loving Dion right when he comes to visit. Mm-hmm. You know, you know my loyalty in the NFL is to the Cowboys. I have a signed Dion jersey in the basement in the Woo! man cave. You do. So, yeah, hopefully my boys will uh, be ready to play some football for Dion, and he can come visit. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> All right, um, what are your thoughts on the NFL playoffs? Who do you got in the uh, NFC and AFC? Mm. I, I've been saying Niners this whole time, so I'm going to stick with the Niners. Come out of the NFC. Um, like Brock? Not necessarily. He's He's been playing well. I think the coaching staff's done a good job. Getting him the right play, call, uh, you know, right plays, um, making the easy passes first, and and just getting that confidence up. That's really helped, and obviously he has great weapons around him. That also is a big plus. Um, and when the defense holds, you know, your opponent to 12, 12 points, that's that's really makes your job easy. Um, AFC, 
Wow. Another, this is going to be a great hold matchup. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you get to the AFC, I want a definitive answer from you. How good is Brock Purdy? Rank him 1-32 to 32 starting quarterbacks. If they had a starting quarterback draft, redid all starting quarterbacks, where would he go? Oof. It's a difficult question, right? We don't have a lot. We don't know we a don't lot. Have it's a, a lot hard right now. question to answer. Do you Maybe want 20. my answer right now? Oh, 20. I, 20. See, 20 is actually not a bad answer. 20 yeah, is not a bad probably. answer. I think right now if they redrafted, he would go closer to 25. But I would say 20 is not bad. Like it says... And this is on the assumption we're redrafting every player, right? So Mahomes right. goes one, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and whoever, you know. But Allen or I'd probably put Burrow over Allen. But But he's better than people think. Like he's a lot better than the average person thinks. So yeah. that's gonna be a great game. But Philadelphia at home at two and a half, I honestly think, Ryan, my assumption is Philly covers a number. I like Philly two and a half. You can get a minus one ten some places. I think Philadelphia Covers. I think too much is being made. Here's an easy question, and obviously handicapping is way more detailed. But if you want to play the game of the bar game, right? To 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 make it down to a bar conversation, let's let's make it one question. The question is this for the handicap: Can Shanahan's offensive scheme transcend everything else? Because the answer is no. Philadelphia is winning. It's all about Shanahan's offense developing in the hands of Brock Purdy. It's kind of like when Harry Potter got Voldemort's wand. It's like, what can he do with this? <laughs> is, that, yeah. is that good? Is that good? Yeah, so, that is a good, that's so, a great. Did that even happen in the movie, or am I making that up? Did he ever give Voldemort's wand, or is that like a made-up thing that I just did? Yeah, he had it uh, yeah, the end of uh, part two, seven. Okay, okay. Yeah. well, there you go. So, so yeah. boom. So, we're on with our analogy. So, mm-hmm. is it a translation of offensive mind and scheme from Shanahan to the offense or bust, or is, am I wrong somewhere? No, you're right. Um, and, and for me, the Eagles, I, I have been saying that they're a fraudulent team this, this entire time. Just the, have you really? Why? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I don't let, trust. Let's pull up while you're here. I'm going to pull up some DVOA. Pull up uh, and their see what their schedule DVOA. Okay, okay. Because right. I just don't think they, you know, Giants were a fun team. Commanders were a fun team. Uh, but you get them twice a year. I don't think and, – and I'll say, too, the, the level of play in the NFC, way, way down compared to the AFC. Um, no, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Yeah. All right, so here, I pulled up the variance. Sorry, we're on DVOA. Variance is – Let's see here. Okay. Um, who are we looking for, Ryan, here? We're looking for Philly. L- or Kansas City, Philly, 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 Philly. They are 18th. DVOA. Okay. So that's not bad. That's an average schedule, Ryan. It's an average schedule. So let's see. Uh, offensive DVOA, Philly is uh, weighted. D- so weighted team DVOA, which is total DVOA, fifth. Mm-hmm. Offensive DVOA, third. Defensive DVOA sixth, yeah. Special teams thirteen. Estimated wins they're second. Like schedule. Oh wait, wait. Here, here's what you're talking about. I see what you're saying. Schedule, schedule the schedule yeah. ranking. Yeah, last in the NFL, minus five point nine percent. Okay, mm-hmm. so so what is the schedule ranking? I'd like to see what here. Let's see this table explain. So schedule it says 
lists average DVOA of opponents played this season. Ooh, okay. And the reason, okay. So to let everyone know, what we're talking about is advanced statistics. This takes every known stat and boils it down to one number that lets us analyze these teams in a very smart way that's data-driven. That's why, look, this is what Ryan uses. This is what smart handicappers use that may not have other ways of getting stats. This is a good outlet. It really is. Yeah. And I, I believe it's free, right, Ryan? It is free, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they have so, variants yeah. adjusted. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say it's free. They, like, altered it where on Sundays and Mondays, like game days, you can't access current data so but okay, but, but so leading up to the week yeah <laughs> i like this too pythagorean wins this is what i'm going to send you a pythagorean yeah, system yeah. pythagorean wins they got philly third in the league so here's yeah. here's what i would say ryan i would say maybe you're accessing too much of that football side of you and to think that that's counterintuitive for everyone out there the fan whenever I meet someone who knows football in and out, they know the cover twos, cover threes, how to identify the defenses. They know every player of every team. They know everything. These are not great sports bettors. And it's weird because what happens is, I, I, in my opinion, look, I'm not sure about this one. You could do a book on this. But I think what happens is people get caught up in narrative and people just got get caught up on a week-to-week watching basis. You spend all week, six days, waiting to watch football. Then you watch, it's like this unloading of, of, of your, your neurons are going crazy. You're, you're so happy. Your dopamine, your brain. So I think that like three weeks of football feels like so much football to us when in terms of the spreadsheet, it's hardly anything. So our opinions of teams can get warped because that's 21 days in the calendar. That's a lot of waiting for football. That's a lot. So narratives happen. Things happen during the season. That's why I think they say, oh, the NFL can't predict that. It's like, really? You can't predict? I mean, look, I'm not saying you give us minus 110, we can predict it. But you give us these these predictions here, things become more clear on what's real, what's not. So I think the idea of Philly being a pretender I don't agree with that. You can have your opinion. You can bet with that. But I do agree with it. If you look at schedule right now, the stats say, given the DVOA of teams mm-hmm. they played, they have had the easiest schedule in the NFL. But Ryan, do you know who's had the second easiest? Oh, yes. Yeah. San Francisco yeah. 49ers. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like Philly I, this week, man. I like Philly. Let me let me say this, too, is that, yes, I I, I thought they were fraudulent most of the year. I wanted to say that, but what impressed me most from them and you've mentioned to their defensive DVOA being sixth is their defense. I think I was a year ahead on, on this defense. I really liked them last year to be a good defense that kind of fell through, but um, yeah, here, here they are now with sixth uh, highest DVOA defense. And I think that is the key. Okay. Um, before we get out of here, I want to get your opinion on specialization. We had to talk about this with first five inning bets. And honestly, I've, I've, Here's my deal with specialization. I don't like specialization if it comes with a built-in disadvantage, right? If you're only going to focus on something and disregard something else you could be making money in, I don't like that. But before we had to talk about first five inning bets, and I used to say, I'm not huge on this just because, you know, it's it's your spe- – but the more I've handicapped, the more I like specializing, and the more specialization has appealed to me. So where are you now with that? How much do you specialize? What are your thoughts on that? And uh, how do you think about that as a, as a handicapper who looks to make money? Yeah, I think um, 
you know, the, the idea of like the first five innings was always like, oh, well, you eliminate the variance of the bullpen, right? And um, that's kind of like where people would lean to that way, which yeah. which makes sense, yeah. right? And, um, you know, I don't – man, I, I, I actually kind of go back to, to what you said, and I actually – kind of strayed away from that and, and like the full game. And, and so that way I'm, you know, cause variance happens in the first five innings too, you know, so you're not just eliminating variance by specializing in the first half or a second half. Um, I have come to like second half um, as well, you know, using uh, my pregame numbers, um, looking at the stats at halftime and seeing how they translate to my pregame numbers. And if things can align and there's a good, Good number well, at the it, second half. Well, but here's I've the thing, too, like is a, a lot of people think that if you take the bullpen out, it's easier to handicap. A lot of the same principles apply. It's not that hard. Like, some, mm-hmm. is, you know, it, it's really, if you were to handicap all game in just the first five, I don't think it's that different. But let me say something else. If you're just getting going in handicapping, I don't think there's anything. So in terms of cutting yourself off within the actual game, first five full game, I don't love that. But. If it's within the sport, I'm okay with that. So let's say you're just getting going with a betting college football and you're from like the the, the South. I don't think mm. there's anything wrong with just betting SEC yeah, and specializing yeah. in SEC, right? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Especially, that's a great point because you look at college basketball, right? There's like 300 teams. If you're just getting into it and you're trying to handicap 150 games on a Saturday, you're going to fail, right? But if you specialize... In, in a conference play where you, you know, you identify how these teams like to operate the key players. Um, now you have a good idea of, of the numbers that are going to happen in this market. So I agree with that. Specializing within um, a sport, within like a conference like that is a great way to well, go. And I always recommend specialize within the smaller sports. Like there's a reason why I do this professionally, have for five years, and I don't really bet the NFL. I don't really bet the NBA. I don't really bet those sports. I bet, oh, well, college football, I'd say, is the biggest sport that I make money in, which this year, hey, did you listen to any college football tailgate this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I, publicly, I, I publicly went uh, 67% this year, picking, a, <laughs> picking almost 80, 90 games. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah, we're up. I, yeah. I was just on a, you know, so college football is part of it. But either way, I like to swim in the smaller waters because the reason I can do that as a better is my limits aren't very high. I, that would be a mm-hmm. problem if I was looking to get down one, two, three, five thousand a game. I'm okay mm-hmm. betting one to 500 a game. I make a mm-hmm. living doing that. I'm fine doing that. So I kind of operate under the radar. It's it's almost literally under the radar. They have a radar out there in sports betting and they don't care about these couple hundred dollar betters. So, so it's a weird way that I can sort of make a living, not get banned too many places. Now I've been, st- I've still been banned five or six places, but that's what I prefer. It's the smaller sports, the hockey, the soccer, what smaller sports yeah. are you betting? You bet lacrosse, right? Tyler, yes. Um, so college lacrosse, actually, specifically college lacrosse, they finally got some numbers out last year. And it wasn't all the games, um, but there were some numbers out there. And I made a good amount of money betting these these games. These numbers were way off. Um, 
And I bet you find some soft numbers. Oh, it, they were so soft, so man. It was soft. so much That's fun. So nice. I had a blast so, doing so, it. So, I when, love so the when you sport try and get and so when you try and get a bunch back. of money down, can you can you get two hundred and fifty down, three hundred down? Like what do they cap it at? Like right around it can't there. be higher yeah. than yeah, it can't be higher than most you websites. You might be able to get five hundred, but yeah, th- yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Here's the thing: is for everyone listening, even for betters who only bet a couple hundred, when you get a number that's that's plus one twenty five, that should be minus one fifty five you still want to get down a lot of money. And so yeah. sometimes you do hit limits and sometimes you do come against that. So, yeah, um, I'm Ryan, looking forward to this year betting college lacrosse because last year it was really only limited to one book. Um, but it seems like more books are going to offer some lines. What book is, offer, is that bet online? It was actually DraftKings. Um, DraftKings. Okay. Yeah, well, bet on, well, but offshore bet online still may offer some of this stuff. If you check offshore, I'd have to look, I, okay. I didn't find it. I was looking everywhere offline, domestic and so really DraftKings. Was one, so but. we're going to have to have you back on for some college lax as the kids say. Um, the, they the, start the February 4th, Saturday, February oh 4th. God. I'll give out. You know, what, you know what else is coming up is, Hey, give your Twitter account real quick. It's uh, Ryan at Woos under or sorry Ryan underscore Woos. He doesn't know his his Twitter. Why don't you look it up? By, at the, it up. at the end of the interview, we'll get it. Um, dude, you know college baseball is coming up. College yeah. baseball is for real. Okay, so for the first time in the last four years, my number one matches the AP number one in college in college baseball. Okay, dude, LSU is for real. LSU. And it was Tennessee. I mean, I mean, it's the same thing as football, where the SEC just doms. Tennessee's been the real deal for year for a long time. Vanderbilt, obviously, in the SEC is 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 going to be elite again. Really good pitching staff, deep. But LSU, man, and and I was waiting this year for the AP because the AP always messes everything up, as we know, right? They don't know anything. <laughs> the Associated Poll these days, it's a bunch of the and they, they, you know, it's like the old school handicappers we we're talking about. They don't know what the hell they're doing, but they got it right this year. LSU. They, the real deal. They, they, dude, they could. They have a lineup. They've got essentially four number three or four holes in a row. They've got contact all over the lineup. They've got power. Good park for it too. And their pitching staff. I mean, I don't know who right now is going to start like the 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 Thursdays or the you know the the midweek games. But their weekend lineup is looking elite. I mean, LSU is going to be tough. Now, keep in mind, strength of schedule, like we talked about with everything else that matters. But baseball, I'm looking forward to some college. Now, here's my whole thing with college baseball. Can I get a do bet they offer, down? Yeah, I was going to say, do you find Can I get lines a, for that? Where you A goddamn bet down. Not yeah. usually, man. Like Sometimes bet online, sometimes DraftKings. But sometimes I can't get a bet for an entire month. That's what pisses me off is I'm ready to fire at all times. I'm always ready. Because if a line comes up, I don't want to sit there and go, oh, shit, what should the line and do all this work, right? Mm-hmm. So I always have a line, but no, it's yeah. not. They're, they're, no one offers it because they know it's uh, soft. They know it's going to yeah. be lacrosse 2.0. <laughs> I have a line for every game for the opening day Saturday for lacrosse on the 4th. And uh, props to, you know, I like I said, DraftKings right now, they had their lines out. They already have their lines out, and they have 90% of the games. I was like, okay, uh, yeah, we're gonna that. we're gonna feast, yeah. But, dude, I'm I'm trying to get ready for that for next season kickoff or whatever you want to call it, drop of the puck for NHL. So you know what I'm doing with the, with my neural networks, right? For anyone listening, 
Neural networks are insane. Neural networks are what I'm using now, what I went to school for. What I went to school for recently, Ryan, I'm not even really using that in my handicap. I'm still like working with implementing it. It takes a long time. So it's called a neural network. It's part of the computer programming and and you use a computer. There's a lot of ways to do it. I use a, a a computer code called Python. I build it on Jupyter Notebook. And it's it's it, there's different ways to do it, but it's the idea is you mimic a human brain and you build all of these different inputs and you start sucking information from the internet all over the place and this little thing starts becoming a brain and learning and, and we see this now and, and so I went to school to learn how to do this so honestly if there's anyone to talk to about like. Like the, like what's going on now with like Chad GPT or like like uh, these yeah. like new like AI things like it's, it would be me I know how to do this stuff from the ground up you know like my fiance there's no one more terrified in the world of this stuff than my fiance it's like look there's something <laughs> it's so funny because it's such a juxtaposition <laughs> but honestly it's super interesting because I, I I you know I learned how to do now I can't build a Chad GPT for sure but I can build something to predict hockey games so that's what I'm working on now because Ryan the first thing I built. I worked forever. I actually started building it in class. I got all this help. I was developing this amazing, what I thought was this neural network. And this little brain started to learn and grow on its own. And I was bragging about it, talking to everyone about it. And it started to do really weird shit. <laughs> and it started to think, it started to think about really weird things and giving me all kinds of weird outputs. And I'm just like, oh no. And so I kept letting it go. And actually just as a, an experiment. I kind yeah. of fed more into it, and I lent, lent leaned into it because I knew I had the the plug. Right? This isn't like some AI like Will Smith shit. I, I have the plug where I can always undo it. It's not going to go crazy on me and take over the world. So uh. I let it go, and it starts pulling all this stuff where it started handicapping. Let's say a coach had like a a a, a brother in law that liked a movie that someone else on another team liked. Dude, it went bizarre with connecting stuff online because you give it this full reign to connect stuff online. So you start putting in parameters. Say, no, no, don't look at this. Don't look at that. But when you start putting in enough parameters, it defeats the purpose of letting it think for itself. So I had to just wipe that. I deleted it, threw the zip drive away. I burned it. I never wanted to see that thing again. <laughs> and I started over. So this is sort of like my, my 2.0, and it's going very well so far. Okay. I'm taking a different approach, a little slower. But I'm implying the same things that anyone uses. What I do, what I, this is what I talk to the audience a lot about. What sports bettors do, especially the ones like me who use a lot of math and predictive analysis, things like that, it's no different than a meteorologist predict, predicting the weather, than an actuary for an insurance company predicting how often that 38-year-old male or female will get in a car accident based on their previous events. Like right. It all is collecting data and based on that, predicting something that hasn't happened yet. It's all the same thing. We're just doing the same thing with sports betting. So it's, 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 it's fascinating. It's wild. But I love talking to you because you do it from a different point of view. You, you have success doing it. And uh, if you could maybe give like a piece of advice for people out there looking to get going who want to incorporate more math, like what would it be? Like, like, like what would your like piece of advice be to say right now you can implement this and start getting more numbers driven in your handicapping? I would say just, just start just super basic. Just do something with, with numbers um, that gives you a base that you can kind of look at that and be like, okay, I would make the line this. Just start there. Make your own line based off of 
of some of some uh, easy numbers to use. Once you start getting that, then you start thinking a little bit more. Oh, what if I incorporate these stats and how and can I make a data number Getting data from elsewhere. Like yeah, getting data and then it starts to come online. together. Mm -hmm. But but I always say like you know to novice betters that I had to talk to at the office and stuff too. They're um, you know like oh I'm doing these parlays and stuff. I'm like well first of all like what do you make the number? They're like oh what? No I don't know. Just make your number. Just make a number. <laughs> you know, use some use some uh, easy numbers to use, and then make your own number. And then you'll start to think more. Like I said, and collect more data, and and kind of go from there. When people make their own numbers, it's wild. So, so yeah. the the idea of what the real number should be, it's it's so crazy. If it, do that, if you're listening right now, just play a game with your friends. Who I'm sure you all have a, a buddy or two or a friend or two who likes to bet. Play a game before you see the numbers of what what is the line. What do you think the line is? And then, and then look at the lines. I'm sure a lot of people are off. So this mm -hmm. last weekend, so I'm going to let you in on a little crazy thing that I'm kind of embarrassed to admit. Then I'll let you go. I know we're getting up on on the time. I'll let you go. But um, I'm in a text group with a, gr with a, a group of buddies that go to Vegas with every year for the Super Bowl. And they all make those bizarre bets that I give them shit for all the time. Like the first touchdown bets, right? One of our, our friends, Nick Soaps, makes first touchdown bets all the time. And I always give him crap. So as a sort of ironic joke, I send him a first touchdown two-player parlay. The first one I think I've ever made in my career in years. Never made a parlay like this. And it hits, Ryan. It fucking hits. It was a $7.36 bet to win $1,500. And it fucking hit. And I didn't even mean like it was like a joke. And I was like talking a bunch of, oh, is it, did I outdo you at your own game? And it happens. It was uh, Jamar Chase first touchdown mm -hmm. and then uh, Dallas Schultz or Dalton yep. Schultz uh, first yeah. touchdown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. first. So that came in, that paid 1500 It's just like, oh, my God. And I forgot where I was going with that. But, dude, that was wild. It was yeah, that was well, kind of out there. But. That's the stuff you see on gambling Twitter, and that's what makes everyone think, oh, I can just put together something like this and, and keep trying. Eventually, it'll hit, right? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's usually what I say not to do. Yeah. But yeah, and it's so funny. That came in, and I just hit. And it's just great. like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> this isn't. You know, because everyone else, like I said, the picture could be able to go, why did you say that to me? I go, it's negative EV. It's not a good bet. It's a lotto ticket. It's a scratch ticket. Uh, all right, Ryan. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for spending some time. We'll have to talk to you soon for uh, some lacrosse and everything like that. Yeah. But look, on a different note, it was good to see you. You're my buddy. I haven't seen you in a while. So good to great. see that. Uh, you, look, you look great, by the way. How are the kids? Been working out. Um, Been kids working are great, <laughs> man. Everyone's healthy. Yeah. So that's a plus. And, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, everyone's doing good. Love it, man. Well, good luck to you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right, man? Sounds good, man. Thank you. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. That was Ryan Elliott on Twitter, Ryan underscore W-O-O-Z-E. Appreciate him coming on. Hopefully, you have a good night. Whatever you bet tonight, hope you have some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily. Sports Betting Daily.